what's classed as an avoidant personality. This used to be called a commitment phobe in simpler times. But to me, avoidance is a learned behavior, and everyone else is just insane. I don't know how people open up their lives to other people. Other people are a mess. I'm a mess. I can only handle one mess. I have never once invited a person into my life, whether it be a friend, relative, or significant other, and I thought to myself, well, this is easier. But that's not what I want to talk about today. Today I want to talk about the platypus. It's really all I can think about, because every once in a while I start talking about the platypus with someone. I guess that's my hobby. And everyone's like, oh yeah, those are so weird. But let me tell you, each and every time I discover that there is something that they do not know about the platypus. Today you're going to find out what it is that you do not know about the platypus. It's a weird animal. So let's get started. You obviously know that the platypus is a duck-billed aquatic mammal that lays eggs. This is of course the traditionally weird part. That's what everyone knows. But you might also know that the platypus has venom that it produces through spines located on its hind legs. To make it even more specific, only the male platypus has this. This venom is a composite of 20 some odd chemicals that are known to come from a variety of snakes and other lizards. And this venom has been developed over time. Even having venom is unusual because a lot of animals have poison instead of venom. Now we do not know what determines whether a platypus will be male or female because the platypus has five pairs of X and Y chromosomes. We literally do not know what distinguishes a male platypus from a female platypus on a genetic level. We suspect that they might be using genes that are common in lizards. The platypus closes its eyes and ears underwater and navigates through electrical currents that it detects through the sensory organ within its bill. That's actually what its bill is for. And these are all, you can go to Wikipedia and verify every single one of the things that I'm saying. I'm not making these up. In 2008, we studied the genome of the platypus and we discovered that it contains mostly mammalian genes. That is surprising, except for the genes that were previously only found in birds, amphibians, and fish. Again, these are genes that were previously only found in those animals. The platypus lays eggs that are more similar to reptile eggs than bird eggs. These eggs hatch with one to three platypus babies. They have teeth, but they do not need them. They lose them. These teeth will fall out and be replaced by grinding plates, which the platypus will supplement with gravel from river floors. <laughs> platypus babies drink milk, but the platypus does not have nipples. Instead, milk fills the grooves on the female's abdomen for the babies to drink. Grooves instead of nipples. This is not known in any other animal. The female platypus has two ovaries, but only the left one works because screw you. The eyes of the platypus are most closely related to the Pacific hagfish or the northern hemisphere lamprey. If you aren't familiar with these, they're very weird eel animals. They have double cones, which is not common in mammals. None of this is common in mammals. So, back in those uneducated medieval times, people were like, hey, this looks like a mix of a mammal, a bird, and a fish. And after a hundred years or so passed, scientists said to themselves, surely this is just parallel evolution. It's just a strange mammal. And now that we've actually looked at the genome, we can say conclusively, this is a mammal, bird, and fish. That's what I did today, by the way. I fell into a Wikipedia hole, and by the end of it, I was reading a journal in Nature about the gene expression of the platypus. That's fine. I didn't have anything else to do today, except, you know, work. Actually, my friend and I have been talking about opening up a new company. We do this about every week. But the thing we're discovering now is that every domain name we want is taken. Not by an enterprise, not by an individual, it's just taken and parked. 
a good ninety percent of the domain names i checked were parked and for sale by squatters and had never had anything done with them and that's sort of the big catch when it comes to domains because you can get a domain name for a year for about three dollars and you can get a hundred domain names for three hundred dollars i don't know why i just did math it's obvious and if one of them sells for five hundred dollars you've cleared a profit that year that means there's really no reason not to just invest in tons and tons of domains and that's exactly what a lot of entrepreneurial spirits did and as many dot store and dot lawyer and dot porn domains as we might have now most people still want that dot com there's this weird legitimacy to it if it's not a dot com dot org or dot net it feels like you've entered the seedy underbelly of the internet you're constantly looking over your shoulder for ads and viruses I can't wait until augmented reality becomes a thing and then an ad just leaps out at you, punches you in the face. Just a giant three-dimensional floating dancing burger with arms and legs pointing you to the nearest McDonald's. And until you shake its hand and give it a thumbs up, it'll just stay there, following you, endlessly dancing. If there's one thing that we've proven over the years, it's that advertising will always be exactly as obnoxious as it can be until it becomes literally illegal. It doesn't even matter if it's alienating to its core audience, because advertising works in the philosophy of any attention is good attention. Companies today just pull on your pigtails and hope that you'll remember them, even if it's with a deep-seated resentment. You can see it in movies today. You go to a movie and every single vehicle in that movie is an Audi. What's the point of that? Half the cars being blown up are also Audis, and Audi just crashed into that bank and ran over a small child. But somehow that's supposed to have us leaving the theater and thinking subconsciously, man, Audis seem fun. Small children never get run over in my reality. It's no longer about creating a positive relationship with the customer. It's about inundating the customer with a constant stream of your product until it's so saturated within their sphere of consciousness that they cannot conceive of any other thing. What do you want for dinner? I don't know, McDonald's. It's the first thing that came to mind. Because we're indecisive, we're all indecisive, decisions are hard for most people. That's why billboards work, because for some reason, instead of actually researching a criminal attorney to get us off that murder charge, we feel more comfortable going with the first name that we can think of. Our hatred of that dancing burger is nothing when compared to our hatred of comparing more than two things in order to determine the best one thing. Alright guys, have a fantastic night. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central and follow me on Twitter at jkiloindia.